Now, many of you will know, many of you who, you know, know me either personally or just, you know, through the show, will know that I'm fucking done with boomers. I've had enough of them. I've, they, I want them all rounded up, rounded up, put into lorries and, and put in homes. It's time for them all to go to, into homes now. I'm not sure where the funding for these homes will come, will come from. We'll work that out. But I've had enough of them. I've had, they're all bloated, and drunk and fat off a lifetime of cheap credit and favourable housing markets. And I'm fed up with, with, their, with their antics, with their shenanigans. Um, their methods are becoming increasingly sloppy and slapdash. And I swear to God, if I have another boomer look at me like I just raped their cat whilst attempting to describe to them what I do for a living, there's going to be trouble. Like, have a, go the off-licence, yeah? I like the man in the off-licence. He's a nice guy. He's a boomer, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, he sells booze. I like him. What's not to like about that? They've got good booze there. Delicious. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Delicious, sweet booze. He says, so what do you do then? So I run a radio station. He goes, how do you make any money out of that? And as much as that is a valid question, I certainly need to look into an answer for. I do think it's odd how particularly, like, boomers are very keen on, they have no qualms about asking people, particularly in any sort of freelance or creative industry, A, how do they make money? B, how much money they make? I just think it's bizarre. Like, if I if I met someone, I said, oh, what, what, what do you do then? And they went, oh, I work in, um, I don't know, I work in insurance. I went, oh, right, how much do you get paid for that? What's your monthly salary for that? Like, that would be incredibly rude. But when you say, oh, I'm, I'm a DJ, they go, what, you actually get paid for it? <gasps> and then, well, how much? And then, God forbid, you actually tell them how much. And, and they're like, what? Standing up price records for an hour? What? It's like, fuck you. I've still got no chance of buying a house. I have to wait until you die. Till I have any possibility of being able to own property. Yeah? Because you fuckers ruined everything. Everything. Yeah? You Literally, it, it is an absolute cesspile of human feces thanks to the boomers and it, I, did, I mean there's, there's a lot of, of things I, I don't know friends said yes well I mean I say that I'm a singer and then they go what? how much do you get paid for that don't bother and do not di- like if you work in any sort of like digital business particularly around I don't know like something like no no boomers will understand a freemium model where you give something out for free in exchange for making money from a different angle. They cannot get their dumb, fat, bloated, morbidly obese heads around it. it they, it's just, it's whee, over the fucking side. So, I mean, to be able to say it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's a podcast. The, the podcasts are free. Oh, God, you my God, I'm on it again for free. It's like, well, the revenue streams have come from other different things, and it's kind of here and now, you know, and there's a sort of donation type thing. What the what? And people don't just going to give you money for sitting around talking or dying. Like, well, no, it's, it's actually this, you know, out of content marketing. Do you understand? Do you understand anything? 
Do you understand anything? I don't know how to use Twitter. What is a Twitter? Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, God, my computer's got a virus on it. Can you get the virus off of my computer? How much porn, Nigel, have you been downloading? Where have you been? Why, and why are you downloading porn? You can just go to Pornhub and watch it and stream it and not get any... Nigel, I swear to God, I will slap your boomer chops into, an, into the other room. I will put you in a home so fucking fast, Nigel, that you're... Jesus, your feet will never touch the ground again. <sighs> Unbelievable. I think the um, I think the triggering has has, has come earlier th- earlier than normal today. Um, no, I'm listen. I I, I swear, well, all right. Hog boys making the insinuation that all boomers touch kids. I mean, I know certainly some of them have. Um, Minton saying that I'm a boomer. I'm neither a boomer nor do I nor do I consider myself a millennial. Many people go, oh, you can borrow millennial up to 38. Fuck off if you think 38-year-olds could be considered millennials. Disgraceful. I mean, I don't really consider myself a Gen Xer either. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the forgotten ones. They're not millennials, nor Gen Xers. They're in the mid-30s, and they didn't get the internet till they were 16. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun area of, of life. You know, the analogue childhood digital adulthood none of it makes sense none of it makes sense so anyway um here's this um free content that i will never be able to make a living out of according to boomers um this one's for you welcome to coffee and memes steady job and a couple extra potatoes that's all i want you're getting on you're pushing 30 slugger you know it's time to think about getting some ambition oh i always figured i'd live a little bit longer without it don't forget kid that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee Memes on Threshold.fm and, of course, on YouTube and just pouring out of your bleeding eyes um, as if you were the star of a Billie Eilish video. Guys, what's going on today? It's fucking still a slow news week, even at Thursday. I mean, what is it? Is everyone... Are they all saving all the news energy uh, for Boris stories, I mean, they seem to have run out of Greta stories, so I guess it's back to business as usual with Boris stories. But is there any, uh, not a lot of interest. I mean, there's some quite. I've got some quite good drugs news. So that's the thing. You know, you've got that one in the bank. Um, there's a few bits of weirdness. Uh, man removes tattoo with a cheese grater a week after having it done. Keen to see the results of that. I mean, it's an odd tattoo. Not sure what the point of it is. It's not a lot to it. Um, let's get that up on the old, uh, old screen Rooney. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's not a great tattoo. I, it's just a sort of strange blob. Uh, I mean, I've got worse tattoos than that. Don't get me wrong. Just, you know, not judging. You know, it's fine. You, you should express yourself however you want, no matter how terrible the tattoo. Um, so that's uh, interesting. We'll get into that. Zuckerberg's candid remarks to Facebook employees revealed in leaked recording. I wonder what those are. Um, 
possibly discussing, I don't know, a planned genocide, maybe. Maybe he's got a warehouse full of babies um, make pumping out blood for him, him and his tech buddies uh, to gorge themselves on as they travel interdimensionally uh, to molest children. Um, what else have we got? Flying fish robot which farts out combustible gas to leap into the air designed. Sort of odd construction of a, a sentence there. Um, driver with dangerous bubble tyres stopped on school run by protection team. What's a bubble tyre? Ah, well, anyway. Uh, the Imperial College London fish-inspired robot can create its own combustible gas. So can I. And fire it out of its backside. Backside. Again, nothing new to me. Uh, becoming a miniature jet. So, alright, come on. Let's see what's going on with this fucking farty fish robot piece of shit. Oh, I've had enough already. I've, I've had enough of the world already today. I've only been going 11 minutes. Oh, come on, mirror. Pathetic. Pathetic. Come on, farty fish boy. Come on, jumpy farty fish robot boy. Come on. Come on, look, jumpy farty fish robot boy needs to get his act together. No? Anything? All right, forget it. Well, look, here are some still images. Oh, here we go. Oh, you're thinking about it, are you? Oh, if it's just a still image... Oh, wow! Look at farty fish glide through the air. Looks like a stealth bomber. The robot combines combustible power and water from the environment. Great uh, tune. To create an explosion that forces water out as a quote-unquote jet, propelling the robot out of the water. Wow, the, um... I mean, who makes this sort of stock music? Someone called Nigel, probably. A fucking boomer called Nigel. It creates so much force that it can even escape choppy waters. Choppy Waters sounds like a fucking bass player out of a boomer funk band that molests kids. So being able to escape Choppy Waters is probably a could be a, it's a jazz musician of some kind. Choppy Waters, isn't it? You know, <laughs> he's uh, he's <laughs> finally he's been me tooed after after sixty years in the game. Yep, I'm afraid seventy two women have come forward to accuse Choppy Waters. Of, uh, of sexual misconduct over the years. Poor Choppy. Press F to pay respects for Choppy. Choppy's going down for a long time. Oh, dear. Choppy can't buy his way out of this one. Choppy's millions ain't going to get him. Choppy's been spending too much time on the Lolita Express. Choppy has been said to have travelled to Jeffrey Epstein's island no less than seven times over the years. And he's been seen here playing bass while Bill Clinton <laughs> plays the saxophone. Oh dear! Public outpouring for Choppy Waters has been limited, uh, with many people, many people who had clearly turned a blind eye to it over the years, uh, just trying to slink off into the shadows. We believe that Choppy Waters may be one of the music industry's most prolific serial rapists. Um, hashtag pray for Choppy. Uh, Choppy Waters was found dead in his cell today after a suspe su suspected suicide before giving evidence to Congress about. <laughs> about what happened on Epstein's Island. What are we doing? It's fucking farty fish plain bollocks. Jesus, one of those days today, isn't it? Oh, here's some. Here's a little triggery nugget for you today. ASOS baffles people with faux wireless headphones sold as fashion accessories. So you thought AirPods were shit and annoying. How about an AirPod 
that doesn't play any music. It's just a piece of metal that you put in your ear for fashion. Fucking hell. Jesus. uh, With things like this happen, it is hard to make the argument that the world is getting better. You know? It's like the quality of everything is just on the decline. Quality of music, quality of fashion, quality of cinema. The quality of my erection has gone really downhill over the last few years. So, I mean, that needs attention. Why is going on these bubble tyres then? Come on. What's a bubble tyre? We'll get back to these fake headphones. Why has he got a little bit shaved out of his eyebrow? You've been on stag do. Come on, buddy. Come on, champ. Anyway, look, these bubble tyres. What's going on there? Is that a fashion thing? Look at this. Look at this cheeky chappy. Hey! A little bit too bubbly. Yeah, is that a, is that a thing? Cho, what's the deal with these? That You'd fail your MOT on that, I reckon. Dangerous car tyre with extensive bubbles bulging through it was spotted while a driver was dropping their children off at school. The tyre, which would have failed the car's MOT, see, was photographed by a council officer patrolling near a school in the uh, North Manton area of Derby. Okay, a narc, a council narc, a paid narc. Okay, uh, tyre bubbles or bulges happen when the sidewall of the tyre becomes damaged, usually from driving into a curb or pothole. Yeah, okay, so that'd be the school run every day. Just, you know, a couple of weeks worth of school run, just raking it up onto the curb to drop your fat-headed little screaming kids off. I can shut up in the back. Shut up, shut up. Yeah, I can imagine it. You know, I'll, I'm sure I'll live it one day. So, um, yeah. And, you know, tyres are, tires are expensive. You know, it's pain in, pain in the ass. Not as expensive as children, but fucking hell, yeah, that is bad. You can't believe you someone will be driving that around. I bet it's only on one tyre as well, because it's just the same thing that he curbs every day. Uh, the structural integrity of the tyre's sidewall is compromised and causes the internal air pressure to create the visible telltale signs of the damage. Just pop it. That's a shame. They'll have to change it, won't they? According to the Derbyshire Live, a member of the Derby City Council public protection team. Uh, you know they're getting sassy as fuck on, on social media about this. The, the public protection team Twitter account. Good spot, officer. Whilst on patrol, PPO9712. He's not got a name. He can't use his actual name. Uh, what, because he's a narc and they'll have to put him into witness protection? Witness this car on a school run. Whilst it was safe to do so, 9712 advised that the car came off the road and into a garage close by. New tyre now fitted. Right, are they selling tyres? Perhaps his actions saved the driver from a costly repair. Or worse. Alright, I guess that could, could, have been, could have been more sassy. Um, great. Um, I know you wouldn't normally identify the driver, but is it this bloke? Okay, Garth. CBBS is a clown. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I believe I speak for all car people when I say what the hell happened there. Why are they posting these tweets in it? I mean, what? Christ, listen, guys. Sorry about everything. So Sorry about the last 17 minutes of the show. Let's um, see what we've got in terms of shoe throwers, shall we? Maybe that can go some small way to smoothing things over. You know, uh, I know I take a lot of liberties and you're very good for standing uh, by me. Um, <clears throat> Even if the likes to dislikes ratio today has been uh, over the last week has been has been questionable. Um, what have we got? It's, uh, wow! Uh, by dispersion, uh, that Robbie T bit. 
that's uh, did we have this? I can't tell what's been played. Uh, this a th- this L thirty three bit. I don't think as we've had it yet. Oh look, he's capitalised letter at the end. It's called the Dory piece on Eat Brain, and the um, R at the end of Door has been capitalised for what I can establish is no good reason. Um, but let's get into it. It's called the Door by L thirty three. Thanks, Bildo, uh, for the donation, not, not, not for your words attached to it. Whatever that dislike was, I'll find you and set Wesley on you. Unforgivable. Good morning, no time. Good morning, Chode. Good morning, Eltek. Good morning, Tom Cam. Stim Grief. Frisk. Robin Card. Midden. Bert. The Build, Dahab, Squiff, Ben Virgo, Diz Dastardly, Mackie D, Keith Wilson, Rob Humphreys, Hog Boy. Christ, I knew I shouldn't have mentioned the dislikes. Uh, 
Cell 33 is called The Door. Where does the door lead? Does it lead into a secret room on Jeffrey Epstein's island? I don't know. Maybe it does. Um, the dislikes to see it going up. Um, that's all good fun. I mean, it, it really does kill the reach of the video. So, cheers for that. Um, yeah, I, I see the banter. I mean, it does does do harm to the channel uh, and, the, uh, and the video. But, you know, banter's banter, eh? Come on. That's why we're here, aren't we? Let, look, these... Okay, look. ASOS baffles people... Uh, with faux wireless headphones, uh, sold as fashion, quote-unquote, fashion accessories. Uh, ASOS are currently selling faux wireless headphones uh, for everyone who can't afford to buy real functioning ones. Is that is that why they're doing it? Oh, man. In this day and age, trends come and go faster than you can say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And keeping up with all the latest must-haves is incredibly difficult. Not to mention very pricey. Uh, one of the big technology trends right now uh, is for wireless headphones, with many people out there are blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, so ASOS came up with a rather bizarre way to make sure everyone could look like they had money. To buy no, because if you see someone wearing them now, you're going to go, yeah, they're six quid from ASOS. They do nothing. They do, all they do is, imp- they're basically, they're earplugs. I mean, except that they do less than earplugs. They just muffle stuff a little bit rather than actually protecting your ears from anything. Well, I just... Oh, Evey, uh, the online retailer. E- mm. Six notes, six notes for these. Oh, waste of everyone's time. Three, the mobile phone network. Oh, wow. <laughs> Monzo trolling on Twitter. Uh, the three, the mobile phone network, have tweeted, Our mates at ASOS are flogging a faux headphone experience, £5, for when you want to flex AirPods, but Monzo says nah. And then Monzo reply, we still say nah. <laughs> That's really funny. This is bizarre. Yeah. Oh, another wrote, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. This is so strange. Man, I, yeah, okay. I feel bad for the dude. I mean, he's gone there being paid to be a model. I mean, I presume that the headphones are just one of like 100 or 200 things he's modelled that day. This is what he gets. This is what he goes viral for. Sorry, champ. I'm really highlighting the slight shave in the eyebrow there. Again, not for me to judge. Uh, but, you know, just just has that fell asleep at a party look, doesn't it? That's all, that's all I'm saying. Well, okay. Well, the world's clearly about to end. I think. I think we can all. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, woman falls in love with DJ who played at her wedding. Cute. A woman hired a man twenty-three years older than her to be the DJ at her wedding. And didn't expect to fall in love with him. Okay, there's a video here. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Okay, what's going on here? She's giving no, him a little kiss on the. Were harmed during the making of this video. What's she doing? Giving him a facial. Right, no interest in watching that. Uh, nanny Megan Willis from Baltimore, Maryland, met Mark Stone, 49, while she was in New York to arrange her wedding. The 26-year-old was there to see her sister, Christian, who booked Mark for Megan's upcoming wedding in the summer of 2016. Uh, a year later, married. Married life proved to be uh, to prove to have some difficulties for Megan, who flew back to New York for some support from Christian. Um, there's Mark. Mark's got a nice, uh, strong, powerful jawline there. Thick thighs. Uh, muscular upper quarters. Um, he's a fan of dogs. Um, he looks like looks like a good boy. 
Uh, he looks like he can clang the, clang the nine with ease. Mark had opened up about his 27-year marriage at the time, and the couple bonded over their crumbling relationships. Ah, the old console and slip. Get him every time. Uh, they remained friends until 2008. What? There is nothing remarkable about this whatsoever. I was just lured in by the... Wow, they're both in, in very good shape. That's, that's good for them. Um, this is a long old thing. What? Mark needs a vasectomy reversal to do so. Right? Okay. This is a long article, though, yeah? Woman, 25, hid 30-year age gap from her partner, with her partner from her parents, until she was in labour with his son. Great. Couple with 23-year age gap. Launched dating app for those who want older or younger lovers. Um, what's, what's the biggest age gap you've ever had? Please write in. Answers on a postcard. Usual address. Uh, Brit, not, yeah, okay. Is there a video of this? Brit knocks back sour toe cocktail containing his own mummified toe. Okay, I'll have the backstory, please. A former British Marine downed a cocktail containing his own mummified toe after losing it due to frostbite. Oh, naughty. Nick Griffiths from Bolton lost three of his toes while on an incredibly brutal 300-mile-long winter race in Yukon. Uh, but seemingly following the whole waste-not-want-not idiom, uh, to the extreme, Nick decided to enjoy his toe in a cocktail. Bizarrely, the sour toe cocktail isn't a new thing. It actually dates back to 1973 and is a bit of a tradition in downtown downtown hotel in Dawson City, Yukon. The dismembered toe is dehydrated, preserved in salt, and then added to a drink of your choice. Bucky. Yep. A sour toe bucky. Come on. That's the dream, right? According to the hotel, you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but the lips have got to touch the toe. <laughs> Uh, Nick was told about the Sour Toe Cocktail Challenge by a nurse while being treated for his frostbite. The 47-year-old then found out the hotel was experiencing a shortage on toes. Always the way. After people had either accidentally swallowed or stolen them. What? You, are you supposed to swallow? You're not, surely you're supposed to swallow it. No? Or you just have it in there? So he offered to donate his toes, which is very generous of him. I'm sure you'll agree. It took six weeks to mummify the digit with rock salt to ensure it was ready to be used as a garnish. Okay, so you're not supposed to actually swallow it. After a six-week wait, he headed back to Yukon from Bolton to imbibe one of the special cocktails. Uh, speaking to PA, he said, It wasn't as bad as you would think. I would more like a lump of ice. It would, it would, it would more like an ump... It would more like a lump of ice than anything else. The toe looked exactly as it was last time I'd seen it. The tradition was first started with a toe that had been amputated due to frostbite. And they said for them to get another big toe that was amputated due to frostbite would be the mother load. It was full circle. Wow. He went to stay at the hotel. Uh, he went on to stay, say the hotel is open to donations of toes, uh, that it imposes a hefty £2,000 fine for anyone who accidentally swallows one. Wow. As though the thought of swallowing a toe isn't a punishment enough. Nick added... I think my daughters get a little fed up with hearing the story so much. They go, oh, dad, I'm going on back to get dad. Dad, drink the toe. Um, it's not every day a person can brag about doing the sour toe, sour toe cocktail with their own toe. After preserving it all summer, we've been waiting for Nick to be the first to down the new toe shot. Uh, 
What what drink did he have it with though? Come on, more information. Video, please. Come on. Oh well, seems like fun. God bless him. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll be up for it if if I ever lost a toe. I'd be, but I'd want to swallow it. I'd want to swallow the toe. You surely you swallow your own toe. It's my fucking toe. I grew that. Yeah, I'll swallow it if I want. That's my that's my right. I don't know what amendment right it is, but they, Obama will not take that right away from me. No way. That's that is why I will not give up my AR fifteen. No way. Anyway, look, guys, uh, Ewall and Skylark. Uh, it's called Agur. Okay. <laughs> On the Dyad EP. Anyone's guess. If Mikey's in the chat, he can correct my pronunciation on all of those words. Covered which one before? What the the earpods? Well, I mean, I just only only the headline. done everything before there's no such thing as an original news story everything is just a remix of 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 a remix Gaslighting me, God's sake. Disliking me, my videos, gaslighting me, accusing me of pre records. No, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that I'm just a punch bag for your own insecurities, and that's fine. Like I said, I take the weight of the world's triggering on my shoulders. That's why they call me Dubstep Jesus.
Ewall and Skylark. It's called Agur. Agur. Nice bit of gear, it's on dispatch. Man, fucking ah! hell! All right, Chrissy, Chris, no need for it, no need. Man removes tattoo with a cheese grater a week after having it done. All right, weird flex, but okay. Why have they made his head look like Minecraft? When you all right, no more preamble. No, yeah, cheese grater. Yeah, yeah. Bizarrely, the implement is exactly what blah blah blah. Going by the name. Uh, Matthias Costa on social media, the man shaved, shared the agonizing process online, posting photographs of his progress. Okay, so there it is, um, originally. Speaking to local media about the incident, Matthias from Mendoza, Argentina, said his decision to remove it was down to a job. Okay. Ow! Jesus! Uh. He said, I had the tattoo done, and a week later I wanted to join the airport police. Although among the requirements on the website, it is not mentioned, I was told that I could not work there with visible tattoos. This happened in August 2017. Uh, I was 19 years old at the time. The other reason I did that to myself was aesthetic. I am very keen on details, and I did not really like how the tattoo was left. I searched YouTube for ways to remove it. Firstly, I tried with a pumice stone, but that did not work. Then I continued with the grater. It hurt and bled a lot. I had a bandage. Uh, I had to bandage it a lot and imply disinfectant. A week later, I went to the hospital and had a tetanus vaccination. Oh. Uh, well, I, uh, mm, it has healed up quite well. Uh, looking back at the time, Matteo said he wouldn't advise anyone to follow his footsteps if they're looking to get rid of an unwanted tattoo. He added, My family disagreed with my decision, but it was already done. I suffered other personal problems and decided to stay in Mendoza and not join the airport police. You probably do have a few things to work out, mate. Yeah. In the moment, I regretted it. Of course I did. But when I saw it had gone a lot, I did not worry more. Uh, but I would not recommend it to anyone. Since posting the pictures to Twitter, they've been retweeted more than 16,000 times and received more than 77,000 dislikes and 2,000 comments. Wow. Criticising the tattoo artist for doing a shoddy job, one person wrote, It was removed because the tattoo artist was shit. Well done, tattoo is not easily removed. You end up with a kind of crater. While another added, This was clearly poorly done. The area will always be poorly healed. And Diego Staropoli, the owner of Madinga Tattoo, told the media that it is risky, adding it is possible to have a mark your whole life. Uh, doing it like this is worse because it gets stuck to the skin. Great. So do they not... Where is he from? Argentina. Do they not have laser tattoo removal there? I mean, it's pretty small. I mean, it's probably only a couple of hours' work. Very poor. Very, very poor. Clearly very poor. Um, what else have we got here? Couple 
I've been toying with, well, not reading this one for ages. Couple mistakenly given 100 grand by bank and spend it in a couple of weeks. Love That's the dream, really, isn't it? Didn't, didn't spend it on, uh, I mean, you know, not that I'm one to talk, spend it on, on getting your beard trimmed. Uh, imagine the delight of waking up and finding someone has deposited $120,000 in your bank. Now imagine spending it all and then being told you had to pay it back. Well, this is the roller coaster of events for one US couple, and they're currently going through. Robert Wilson, well, Robert Williams, 36. He looks a lot older than 36. Jesus. Wow. Time has not been his friend. And his wife, Tiffany, 35, from Pennsylvania, uh, reportedly received 120 grand in their account by mistake after a bank teller at BB&T deposited the cash into the wrong account. However, the couple allegedly decided against notifying the bank of the error and instead managed to spend the majority of their money in two and a half weeks. State police say the teller is thought to have put the cash in the wrong account around 31st of May. Around 31 May. What? God. I'm too easily triggered. According to the news outlet, the Williams bought an SUV, camper, quad bikes and a car trailer between the 3rd and the 19th of June this year. They also allegedly splashed out on some home improvements. Home improvements paid off some bills, gave some cash to a mate, and carried out some repairs on their car. So they did a good job of spending it. The Williams Sports Sun, Sun Gazette reports that until the unexpected cash injection, the couple had just £1,000 $1, in their bank account. It's reported that around 20 June, BB&T noticed the mistake and transferred the money to the correct account, which resulted in the Williams racking up £1,000 and so, uh, 107,000 in overdraft fees. <whistles> BB&T then contacted Mrs. Williams to tell her that she and her husband would be required to pay the cash back. The bank called them on the 21st of June. They said they spent most of the money. She told the bank workers that she would speak to her husband and try and set up a repayment arrangement. <laughs> in the following days, the bank tried to contact the couple again, but were not able to. Eventually, the police were called, and the Williams were taken into custody. Well, they told the cops they knew the money did not belong to them, but they spent it anyway. That's the spirit. You don't get that opportunity very often, do you? If ever. Uh, Nate Weaver, uh, the neighbour of the couple, said, This is kind of shocking. Uh, with all the procedures the bank have set up, uh, checking and double-checking and triple-checking, there's, no there's no way anyone can get away with it. The couple now face felony charges and receiving stolen property. They have since been released on 25 grand bail. Yeah, oh uh, well, that's a, that's a rough way to end that one, isn't it? I mean, you know, ideal scenario, the bank goes, okay, well, you have to pay back at £100 a month. Okay, that's fine. They should have put it, taken it all out and put it all on red. You know, never know. Could, could, could have doubled your money. Possible. It's possible. It's all possible. Uh, middle-aged couple receive 25,000 ecstasy pills by post. By mistake. Quote, unquote. Uh, a married couple in Australia were left somewhat confused when they received 25,000 ecstasy pills through the post uh, in what turned out to be a botched drug deal. Uh, the husband and wife, 59 and 58 respectively, were expecting a very different delivery but opened up their package and to their surprise found thousands of pingers instead of the dresses they had anticipated. Yeah, yeah. They look like good dingers, man. Nice purple dingers. Wow. What what kind were they? <whistles> nice pink and Purple dingers. Oh, that's a stock image. Um, they continued, The cosy breakfast they had originally planned uh, was quickly set aside whilst they got st stuck into the dingers. 
Going into the Evening Standard, the woman innocently mistook the purple pearls for dress ornaments initially, but her husband quickly pointed out uh, that he thought something more underhand was going on. Experience, maybe? The couple took the now suspicious package to their local post office. <laughs> hey, what? We got all these fucking dingers in that leak. What's going on here? Uh, the cu- uh, on 7 May... Oh, this is uh, a real... Is this a thing now? Are we not putting... TH or ST or RD after dates now. We're just writing the number and then and then the month. What 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 They found the unique delivery had been intended for a man almost a thousand miles away in Scotland. Chode. Ten ten pounds says it was chode. Uh, it's believed that the Australian authorities sent details of the parcel to the National Crime Agency, whose offices conducted a search on the house in Glasgow uh, back in July. In the meantime, well, you probably didn't have any pingers there. They're all in the post. In the meantime, police in the Netherlands are trying to find out where the pills were originally produced. A spokeswoman for Upper Australia's State Police said that a technical mistake had confused the couple's name with that of the intended recipient. These things happen quite often, she commented. Uh, Australian police made a calculation and estimated a street value for the unintended ecstasy haul being around half a million Australian dollars. <whistles> Dang. However, Scottish authorities later told CNN the likely UK value would be actually around 165 grand. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, drugs are about five times the price in Australia. Poor fucking fake Australians. Oh, no. A National Crime Agency spokesperson told CNN... Uh, this is a live investigation and inquiries are ongoing. Well, it's a shame that no one's going to get to do those lovely, delicious-looking dingers. They sure do look nice. They sure do look like nice dingers. Um, right, let's have another bit. We, what, what have we got? What have we got? Let's have this sundown bit again. Saxon and TI. Nice bit of gear. <laughs>
quite was pretched. I saw that coming. I thought, well, yeah, they're going to finish that one off. Just kill it dead. Why not? Wow. Okay. So, um, just not even bother with an outro. That's fine. I guess. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, scientists research uh, mass production of magic mushrooms for the first time, focusing on delivering sustainable production of psilocybin like never before. I didn't realize there was a sustainability issue uh, with magic mushrooms. According to a new study in the Metabolic Engineering Journal, scientists have found a way to mass-produce psilocybin, psychoactive compound in magic mushrooms. I would imagine by growing a lot of mushrooms. Uh, Andrew Jones, an assistant professor at the University of Miami, and his team of undergraduates are using metabolic engineering, a way of manipulating regulatory processes within cells to increase the cell's production of a certain chemical. Uh, in this way, they have boosted the generation of psilocybin. The process includes taking DNA from the mushrooms that uh, the mushroom that encodes its ability to make the product and putting it in E. coli. Right? Uh, says Jones, in even simpler terms, it's similar to the way you make beer through a fermentation process. Jones is looking to sustainably produce psilocybin while making it while maintaining its biological integrity and reducing production costs. But he notes this is a far harder feat, as it will require extensive real estate and time. He gives credit to his undergraduate team for helping uh, this experimental process. Uh, although still illegal in most countries, it's been revealed in previous studies that magic mushrooms can potentially help relieve anxiety, chronic depression, addiction, and PTSD. Uh, Denver paved the way in the US by decriminalizing the drug uh, this past May. As of now, the drug is currently in clinical trials. Yeah, interesting to see how that will play out in Denver. Whether or not there'll be any... I, I mean, are people going to be flocking there to do it? What's I don't know. I imagine it'd be, you know, good money spinner. Be a nice way Matt pan out. Nice way Matt pan out. Um, pinging news as well. Uh, new research shows MDMA can become come down free. Uh, there's been some discussion of this in, uh, in the Discord recently. Um, pr producing an afterglow. Instead of a mood drop, MDMA can apparently become, oh, can apparently be come down free, research says, uh, producing an afterglow instead of a severe mood drop caused by a lack of serotonin. Dr. Ben Sessa, a Bristol-based addictions psychiatrist, MDMA psychotherapist and psychedelic researcher, he sounds like he'd be fun on the, on the show, uh, states that with medical MDMA use, uh, there is no post-dosing post mood drop uh, well known as the dreaded come down, an artifact of sleep loss, excessive exercise, and concom concomitant concomitant drug use. Earlier this year, Dr. Sessa published a research study that took place at the Imperial College London, uh, where he began clinical trials for the treatment of alcoholism through the use of MDMA-assisted therapy. Researchers said they would use the study as a jumping-off point for further trials and to devise additional studies using a placebo drug to see if MDMA actually has an effect. Uh, check out Dr. Caesar's graphic below. Yeah, days post-MDMA. Negative mood. Okay, so... All right, well, that obviously needs some explanation. Someone on Twitter is saying, I think excessive dose, excessive doses and redosing are the problem. I felt great for the entire week after taking a dose that came out as two milligrams. 
Um, Dr. Ben says, best dosing recreationally, tea. I don't really understand what that means. Do you eight hours get cab home? What? Oh, what? You start? Okay. So you start big and then go small. And then, yeah. Never start with more than 125 milligrams. But no one knows. This is it. Without getting stuff tested, without actually knowing the dose of whether or not it's pills or if it's, you know, actual MDMA, you can't, without knowing the purity or anything like that, it's it's hard to do. This is why it would be much better if stuff was legal and regulated and properly produced, you know, under proper, like, pharmaceutical lab conditions. So you could know, all right, well, I'm going to start with 50 milligrams and then in three hours I'm going to take another 25 another three hours and take another 10 and you know not get too fucking slaughtered roll into work next day and not not feel too shitty about it haven't had a bloody good time haven't reached for the goddamn lasers man uh that sounds like fun uh he sounds interesting i'm trying to get on th- things like this that feel like i should have to get back on twitter for contacting people um it's like fun all right, well, let's see if I can get in touch with them. Anyway, guys, look, end of the show. Um, thanks for all the dislikes. Cheers for that, mate. Um, that, that's that, that's great news. I'll uh, I'll take I'll take all of those to heart and um, know that you've ruined the rest of my day and almost certainly the rest of my life. Um, so you know, just you know, li- live with that. That's fine. Guys, thank you to everyone that's supporting on Patreon. Uh, you're wonderful folks. I know that, you know, the Patreon supporters would never, they'd never, they'd never dislike a video. They would, you know, they they would only ever like. So it, it is only, uh, only the scum, you know, the subhuman scum that don't, that don't support on the Patreon that would, that would ever, ever do anything like that. Um, guys, VIP, let's go. Cornford, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Gazitsky, Matt Tomkins, Dave Long, Joel Potcom, Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Jerome Van Thunderbuck, Mike Pye, Lillian Subridge, Franks, Thomas Ulcho, Ryder, John Finnison, BDR, Creep, Peter Blasher, Dawson, Grief, Cooper, Gennady Lightfield, James Parry, Hand Up Artende, Lady Squiffington, Liam Manis Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, Gold, No STDs, Ames MC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Elton, Tyron Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Doc, Gress, Sightline, Sachi, Superior, Drama, Bass, Chris Bates, The Build, Chris Abartherson, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, Daniel Jemby, Flexis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dan Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, uh, Cosmo Off, Meat Life, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Downer, Sarah Hunt, The Hitchmuffs, L Tech, Will Lay, Ben Bogo, Dan Tweed, Lupe Salazar, Big Wash, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Carl Williams, Tom Skipper, unfortunately, it's George DC, Anthony Sharp, Claudia Lashbeer, Banish, Drum Rocher, Tim here, John Forsyth, Anderson, Pearson, Godlight, MC Hammer, Daddy, Your Mum, Leonardo, Gervais and Big Eight. Good. I'll be back at three for Rankin's Records. Uh, I think it's... um. Incidental Sonics with uh, Constrict coming up next on uh, Threshold.fm. Get on board with that. It's good gear. It's good gear. Tonight, tonight at 7, Mr. Merck and the Eastern Front Boys, Dr. Tang, Conflict. They'll be playing the jams. And then live at 9, all aboard with Duff. Plenty of good, solid action for you for the rest of the day guys i'll see you at three uh god bless you all goodbye